0: Mirror mirror you twist and my mind until I don't know who I am, mirror Good morning and welcome to a new edition of, oh no, good morning and welcome to a new edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast, it's Friday, it's Premier League Day, right? First game today?
1: It all starts today. It's crazy, isn't it? And what an absolutely bonkers day is going on.
0: Absolute madness going on all around Arsenal. But Arsenal did their business nice and early. It's nice to sit back and watch the carnage unfold. Right, Matt?
1: I feel like we're just sort of meditating, levitating, while everyone else is going absolutely bananas. And it's just wonderful because how many times have we been those clubs in a scramble in a duel, uh, and yet we're just like, No, we've we've got all our business done. Maybe we'll pick
0: something up if it all works out. Um, even last season we were, you know, season. like we lost out on Lissandro Martinez. You know, was was Rafinha last year? Rafinha as
1: well? was going on, yeah. Whereas this time it's like, no, we know exactly what we're doing. And I don't think um calmness um is is an emotion that's particularly valued in sport, but I think it's the the team that manages to stay calmest the longest typically typically wins. So uh, yeah, very
0: very happy with the way things are going. I agree. I agree. Well, we're gonna we're gonna smash through uh, a podcast today. We're calling this one Rival Watch because there's just so much craziness going on. We'll probably keep this going this season. We do a little night shift, a little rival watch, but we're gonna up, we're gonna we're gonna keep going with the uh the 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 relentless free to air podcast. as long as you keep listening. We'll keep playing. So we're going to go into our favourite part of the show. Hottest of of takes.
1: takes. Hottest of of takes.
0: The AOP. Hottest of takes. Make it spicy. Matt, it's not the fresh meat of Arsenal that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, You're going for a substitute meat, maybe a vegan special here. Like, where is your hottest of take coming from today?
1: My hottest of takes is the way things are going at the moment could not be more perfect for Arsenal. Everyone with the inability currently to have their team in place for the opening day, you can't rip out your whole midfield engine and expect it to get up and running without having played a minute of preseason. And that's wherever Caicedo ends up, that's going to be the the, the 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 end result. Tottenham and Harry Kane, he's gone. I mean, just incredible that that's over. City look, I mean, it looks very uncity like the way that they're acting. Um, and so my hottest of takes is um, this, 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 this pre-season isn't just about what we've done. It's about us in relation to all the others. And, um, and I think we're just in, in such a great pole position, the way we've gone about and, and organised ourselves.
0: Love that hot take. My hot take is ding dong, Harry Kane is gone. Uh, it was, there was a little bit of a nervy moment. Sky Sports News getting it incredibly wrong again. Um, saying that they'd heard that he was more likely to stay at Spurs. I never thought that was on the card. But for such a massive news organisation, they have some pretty heroic misses um, when it comes to transfer news. But Harry Kane took the exit from Spurs. And we'll get into this. We'll have a whole section dedicated to it. But I just want to do a victory lap against all of those Spurs fans. My Spurs uh, fan mates, I said getting into the Champions League is probably not the best thing uh, for Spurs. And they all laughed. They're like, listen, we're here to stay. Antonio Conte is taking us to the promised land. Harry Kane is going to win the golden boot. It's going to win the Ballon d'Or. We're going to win the Premier League. Look where you are now. They laughed at the process. They laughed at our signings. They laughed at pipping us to top four when we had such a young team. They did not see what was cooking at Arsenal. But more importantly, they didn't see what was rotting in their own fridge. And now they're paying the consequences. Losing Harry Kane, going through a rebuild with an untested 57-year-old manager. They've got a technical director on fraud charges uh, in Italy. It is an absolute basket case over there. And just to frame it, just think back, Matt. Four years ago, Spurs were in a Champions League final. And now, that it, like they might not get back into the Europa League. So the, the big the big lesson here for all Arsenal fans this season, enjoy it. Because you never know how long it's going to last. You never know what's around the corner. Soak it up. We are sitting pretty. We've had a great transfer window, the first one in in living memory. So just enjoy it, because what's going on at Spurs? Like you know, we laugh at them, but that was us. That's been us. We've seen what it's like. It's true. I mean, can you
1: believe it? Twenty years is going to be since we last won the league. Unbelievable. Two thousand and four, that invincible season, twenty years ago. I remember that season like it was yesterday. And if you told me we would wait 20 years before, I mean, we haven't won the league, but before you might win the league again, I would have laughed. I would have said, have you seen this team? This team's going to dominate for the next 10 years. We've got Arsene Wenger. We've got Thierry Henry. Didn't happen. Um, Things change very, very quickly in football. As you can see with the way teams are getting built and dismantled in days, it feels like, um, some of the decisions they are going to, going to get made today, tomorrow, the next day, are going to have massive ramifications for the next three to five years for
0: some of the biggest clubs in the world, the Liverpools, the Chelsea's. Yeah. It's it's yeah, January 2021, Liverpool were the best team in Europe. And now, I don't even know whether Klopp's going to last the season. It looks that, you know... Well,
1: North and and... You know, May 2023, Liverpool have no midfield. Uh, August 2023 could have the best midfield in the Premier League. I, I mean, know. I know it's insane just how quickly things are changing, and the main reason for that is just because just the, the 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 money. The money has gone crazy. Who would have thought that a month on or whatever it is from signing Declan Rice, we're now looking at that, going, what a bargain, what an absolute bargain. We did well to get in there and get that business done because imagine if we were negotiating that rice deal now, horrible, oh, and because
0: we would have been dragged into it all. Yeah, well, we're gonna plan. We're gonna power through this podcast. We've only got thirty minutes today. Let's get on to Caicedo. Mm. Uh, Arsenal were very interested in Caicedo in January. My prediction was that Arsenal, uh, if they'd got Caicedo, we wouldn't have Declan Rice right now. We didn't go back in for Caicedo this summer, although there have been rumblings that we'll go back in. Just don't see it. No way we're deferring the David Rea fee to go back in for Caicedo. But um, Caicedo seems to be interested in anybody who's got money and anybody that's (laughs) not Brighton. Um, I think there was a bit of panic um, that seeped into the system yesterday because Liverpool launched uh, a a shock bid. Um, Things weren't moving with uh, Romeo Lavia. And they moved to Caicedo. And we were a little bit panicked, weren't we, Matt? I think a lot of people in the group chats were panicked about lo- what Liverpool were doing there. But it hasn't, uh, hasn't come to fruition. Right, Matt? Well, we don't know. Um, I think I tweeted yesterday. First of all, I
1: tweeted, have Chelsea been Mudricked? Because this felt like uh, a role reversal of what they did with Mikhailo mudrick in January. Where in pole position, someone swept in at the last minute and offered a ton more money um and 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 nipped in um and now it's sort of unknown where he's going to end up um but what is known is that regardless of when where he ends up a lot of collateral damage is being done definitely to Chelsea and maybe to Liverpool and I'll tell you why the first reason is because Chelsea could have signed Caicedo for 90 million a few weeks ago they could have gone in they could have done it but they've Obviously got a bit of a chip on their shoulder about being perceived as paying whatever, paying Electless. anything. And so they've let it, they, they, they haven't managed this negotiation well. They've let it go to the last week and anything can happen. Similarly to, to what we did, they thought they were the only suitor, I think. And the end result is that even if they get him, they're not going to get him for less than 110, 120 million, which is 20 million overpaid. The other news is that Paul Winstanley Stanley has been stood down and Todd Bowley is, and Egg Barley have said, we're going on, we're, we're going to sort this out ourselves. So they've completely- I didn't see that. No. So, so they have gone in and leading negotiations now. So Winstanley Stanley is a, he's dead. He's a lame duck already. He, he's a lame duck. Ah. It's over for him. And they've completely just destroyed. They have no sporting director. That's over regardless of what happens, regardless of signing him, he's finished. His reputation is in tatters. He is out. And that for me is the most important piece because it tells me that Todd Bowley, as long as Todd Bowley and Ed Barley are at the club, they will never ever be able to stop themselves destroying things. Yeah. What did we learn?
0: (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Absolutely (laughs) nothing.
1: And so I think, I think I've got no idea where he's going to end up. Um, And then, you know, so, and then Liverpool, uh, they could go in and get him, um, but oh, I, I don't. I don't know where he's going to end up. The best thing about it, there's more days to go. This isn't ending anytime soon, because Tony Bloom detests
0: Chelsea. He detests them. He wants to destroy them. It's, it's... Tony Bloom. When you're not negotiating with him, you have to oh. give him credit. I mean, the guy is absolutely mustard. Every, every department at the club is three layers deep. Every player uh, has, uh, they've, they've got the next one coming in. You're like, they, they, how can they keep on absorbing these monstrous Mike Tyson body blows every time? And if they get, if they get rid of Kai Seda, they've got the next one lined up. It's just incredible. And I love the there.
1: manager. Uh, where, where, do you, where do you stand? He goes, I've, I don't even, I've already forgotten about him. Who is he? It's literally, who is he? uh it, there's it, none of this there's none of this oh well we have to strengthen i'm worried you know it is he is 100 percent in line so yeah i, I think this one's going to go on and on and on and i think everyone gets screwed
0: i think go- an interesting manager like with the he uh w- when he was a uh, Shakhtar and uh, in uh, all of the clubs that he's been at he's a manager that overperforms his uh resource every single yeah. time if there's a managerial xg he's overperforming it Every single time, Arsenal should be looking at him. If the worst happens with Mikel Arteta, like keep keep an eye on De Zerbi. Like the the football that he's playing there is unbelievable. How he took Graham Potter's um, machine that he'd built and, and added value to it is incredible. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun watching them this year.
1: Well, I, I also think that um, uh, an Alfred, uh, uh, original uh, host on Arsenal Opinion podcast, did a really great thread on uh what you can learn from Mikel Arteta and one of the things that he talks about is this idea of system uh and the idea that talent is a scarcity in football so the most sustainable long-term plan is to decrease your talent dependency and I think that's what Deserby and Brighton have done as well in that do you really have that many doubts that someone can't come in and play a similar role in that system I think it's just it's system-led versus completely talent-led um, and I think I have a lot of faith in him to, to to keep it going. But either way, we win. We win on this because you. If, if he goes for one hundred twenty million, then we can look back and we can go. Thank God we got Declan Rice for one hundred and five because he's a better player. Declan Rice, more proven, more leadership. Caicedo as well. It doesn't look great, you know. He, he looks like he'd he'd be uh, he's, he, he's loyal to to to. A,
0: to, to £10 note, and uh, listen I do think Kaiseido looks like an exciting player but you know who else I thought looked like an exciting player Basuma every Arsenal fan was spitting feathers when he moved to Spurs we missed out and Arsenal looked at him and uh, they didn't go for him the difference here is that we went for Kaiseido so there must be something about him um, but doesn't doesn't you know I don't think he is um, necessarily uh, going to give you a title push like I think the like a lot of people get into their heads. Anybody coming out of Brighton is going to give you an instant title push, um, but I'd be more worried about him going to Liverpool than Chelsea. But I do have to say, I've watched Chelsea a bit in pre-season. Um, it hasn't no, always they... been incredible, but like you can't knock some of the talent they've got in a team. It's no, good. It, it, it feels like it feels know.
1: like the early stages of this Arsenal rebuild to me. Lots yeah. of young players, um, a, a real sort of focus, um, a bit of a plan. And, but let's not forget they've spent nearly a billion pounds. Yeah, we can't and, be like plucky Chelsea. And, and they haven't moneyballed it. They haven't moneyballed this young team. They've just decided to spend uh, full price on young potential. Yeah. Which players are Twitter talking about, basically? And the idea that you're going to spend close to a billion and then there's a chance that Tyler Adams is your best starting midfielder in DM is.
0: It's it's hilarious. I love it. I love it. All right. Okay. Let's. Uh, we've got to power through, Matt. We've got. To, we can't. Yeah. We can't be dwelling too much on this. Let's talk about Harry Kane. Oh, I love it. David Ornstein with the Orn bomb yesterday. The uh, 100 million euro fee has been agreed for the 30 year old Harry Kane exiting Spurs the day before the season starts. I, I had a Spurs fan. And he messaged me. And he was said, he crying? The, the, what he, he said, like, the cruelty of doing this to a new manager is just unbelievably Levy. Um, he he was upset. And um, he, he sort of framed it through, you know, like, his son has grown up through the Harry Kane years. Harry Kane is his hero. A bit like Ian Wright would have been to us. I so... thought he was going to say Harry Kane was like a son to me. <laughs> no, he did not say that. But listen. Every Spurs fan has got to be utterly devastated about that news. He's 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 been carrying them for so long. Um, he had 37 goal contributions last year. He's their record goal scorer. He's their greatest player ever. And he's fucked off the Bayern Munich. And it is beautiful. Matt, um, Arsenal have lost some pretty big players over the years. Sometimes we bounced. Sometimes we haven't. Um, how important is Harry Kane to Spurs? And do you see an error apparent or a way out of this for um their new manager?
1: first of all, I think um I often talk about like the seven stages of grief um and I think you can tell where you are as a club with your reaction and I think about when i lost, when we lost uh it felt like I lost him uh van Persie. um players like that um players at the top of the game, Fabregas to an extent or that we managed Same to guess. get framed up slightly different. Um, it felt like I was angry, I had a lot of anger, a lot of rage. Um, whereas when I, when I go have been going on seeing all these comments for Spurs fans, it's not anger, it's not even sadness, it's acceptance. And that is the last phase of 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 grief, typically. Um, so um so I think that um, it just shows just 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 how bad things are at Spurs that that is is the reaction. I, there's something. I know it sounds bizarre. I feel a little bit sad for Harry Kane about this. I never thought I'd say this. I don't. I. I just think it's such a stupid move. What to get it's to buy in? So, I think he's trying to do the right thing by not staying in the Premier League. Um, so um he's obviously decided that Bayern is a way for him to answer some of the questions about his legacy pick up a couple of easy trophies probably come back to the Premier League without it being so incendiary in like maybe one or two years I mean I, w- I could see him just doing one year at Bayern um and then and then going back to say Manchester United or or whatever um so a
0: four-year deal
1: I mean, what? But that doesn't mean anything, does it? I, th- I think people will be, will be, will I th- be.
0: I think this is a good move. You go to a packed stadium, and you can pick up. You know where Lewandowski left off. You're going to win a league. You and you are instantly in contention for the Champions League. Harry Kane makes Bayern a threat in the Champions League.
1: I don't think Bayern Munich have been a threat in the Champions League for five years.
0: I, but Harry Kane makes them a threat. I mean, look at, look at the talent they've got. Like, they've gone for a bit of a rebuild. They've got Thomas Tuchel as a, as a manager. Like, I, I, I think the... the I think guy was trying. To...
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think Tuchel is a busted flash. I think he's a great coach, but I think his talent idea is poor. And when I see all the players they've been linked by, I feel like he's trying to do, like, a Premier League. I don't know. I, I don't... Even that win last season, I, I just think... I, I do like Thomas Tuchel. I think he's a good coach. But I just feel there's something off at the moment with, with the whole him at Bayern. I don't feel like it's a match made in heaven. It doesn't feel like it's going to work out for me. I don't know. Maybe that's just, maybe that's unreasonable. Maybe that's not based on data. But yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see this all working out. It's a lot of money to pay for a 30-year-old as well, isn't it?
0: Uh, it is, Although, is it? Because, I
1: mean, <laughs> everyone's going, Piquet is 100 did million. Did Bayern Munich
0: on. win the Champions League in 2020? Uh... I think they did, Matt. I think Bayern Munich haven't been a threat in the Champions League is unacceptable. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be a threat in the Champions League this year. My biggest fear, though, Matt, is getting Bayern Munich in a quarterfinal of fucking Harry Kane. (laughs) I think we just have to. I think we beat them. Yeah, I think we just little, little, little.
1: uh... I love the way we haven't been in the Champions League for five years. The last time we were, we lost every game 6-1 to Bayern. And I'm saying, don't worry. Don't worry about Bayern
0: Munich. They're rubbish uh okay let's move on to the next topic manchester city said no we're not paying 105 million for declan rice but they will go back in for paqueta uh, uh, west ham for 100 million matt what's going on here seems very uncity like um
1: although i did see an interesting piece where um uh, Stephen McTierney, who ignores a lot of DMs trying to get him on. He's a City fan who I actually like a lot of what he says. Um, he shows some clips from, a, uh, from Paquetta versus City uh, playing, playing for West Ham. I think it was at the Etihad. And, and above it, he said, I didn't realise he played that well. And the clips, he's just mesmerising. I think they lost like 4-1. But every time he had the ball, it was just, a, it looks like a City player. So you know, there was he, suddenly that part of me.
0: favourite, Paqueta.
1: There was suddenly part of me that was like, oh yeah, you know, Pep's talent ID is elite. If he thinks he's Pretty good, good yeah. he's good. Like I'm not gonna question it. It's like it's a bit like if we sign Douglas Luiz, who we just <laughs> getting linked with again. You're like, are you fucking kidding me, Douglas Luiz? However, the fact that Arteta is obsessed is enough for me. And, and I'll say it again if Pep Guardiola thinks Paquette is worth having in the team, then he'll turn into another monster.
0: Just seems like such a lot of money to spend. But I guess they've and, got. Oh, and, you
1: know? and, and, and it just didn't even feel like anyone was going to ask for that much. It's felt like you could have gone in with like 50 and got in for 58 or something. I don't know. I mean, West obviously. Hamid
0: absolutely pillaged this window. Did you see that they had to, that they've been putting adverts up for players yeah. on, uh, on like trade websites? Did you hear my prediction? No. Uh, that they sell Paqueta and then they
1: go in fifty million plus Smith Rowe.
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: Money to burn. Want a good young player? Someone. Oh, that I hope gone. we don't sell
0: him. I, know, I we hope we. I hope we sell him. we will be interesting though. We've got to, we've got to make hundred million back in the transfer window. Tavares hasn't gone. Conga hasn't gone. Rob Holding is still uh, Arsenal. Um, we're about 35 40 million so far. Um, is uh, was on the, the radar of West Ham. I mean, no, they, they've got yeah, but, uh, Have
1: you seen... Um, I think um, I'm, I've got good vibes about um, Monaco. Monaco coming back in, yeah. They're talking that Monaco are preparing a big bid, close to 50 oh, imagine, and I just thought...
0: imagine being Balogun. Back to... to, going to living in Monaco. Oh! Wouldn't that be he, wonderful? Get some friends that have got a yacht. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. I hope that he gets a move and he does well. I think Monaco would be a really good club for him to go for. They're great at developing players. They're There's good at developing nice players. They've got Champions League. Yeah, I think that'd be a great move. And it's just it's just a glamour club. Play on a car park. Beautiful. All right, uh, let's go on to the next topic, Matt. State of Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool have spent quite a bit of money this summer. Their fans are a little bit agitated at the moment. We know, and we've spoken about it on this podcast. Jürgen Klopp has fully taken over at Liverpool. Got rid of two technical directors. All of his backroom staff that helped him get uh, that helped him get success back in the day have left him. He's just a, a giant on his own, a king, and he's leading the charge. And the rebuild, the rebuild hasn't been that good so far. Liverpool have massively dipped. They had a bit of a comeback last season but they have shipped out a serious amount of talent this summer. Basically, anybody that was part of that Champions League winning side has exited. And um, they've been on a big rebuild, Matt. They've got uh, interest in midfield. McAllister, Sobhazai, Sobhazai. I don't know how to say it. I forgot. No one does. No one knows how to say it. Um, And they were going to add Caicedo or maybe Lavia. What do you make of this Liverpool rebuild, Matt? And what do you make of their shaky defence? Can Jurgen Klopp... Button it up before the start of the season.
1: I think Cisado is the key piece of that midfield because you look at Cisado, McAllister, and the other guy, uh, who's no one can say his name, and you go, "Wow, that's that's an elite midfield." You look at it with Lavia, you go, "It's lightweight. Um, it's 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 a work very much a work in progress." Um, you look at the defense and you go, "Still needs a ton of work there." You look at Jurgen Klopp. I think you made the point. It feels like Arsene Wenger. Uh, he, he's, it's just him he makes all the decisions he calls all the shots my sense is that Liverpool are on the way down regardless of what they do in the window but that doesn't mean that they can't bloody some noses on the way down doesn't mean yeah. they can't get top four doesn't mean that when they're playing at home it's one of the worst places to go in the Premier League in the same way that under us in Benger, we could always get out of performance at home and then we'd go away and get battered 4-1-5-1-6-1 um, but we could always put up a fight for a while, for many, many years in that grow in that gradual, steady decline. So I think that's a similar similar state. Um, there's a there's a, there's a lot of a lot of talk that suddenly they're contenders. It will depend on the start. So much depends. If they get a good start, they could could they could be title contenders. But I, I don't
0: know. I mean, what a, what what a game it's going to be? Chelsea Liverpool this weekend. <laughs> Now, it's wouldn't you hate to start mind you it's it like you can get a, a bit of a misconception about that type of game because how good are they if they're if they're both uh, you know if it's a fifth place two fifth place teams playing each other it's a bit different to two title contenders but you're not going to have the context of the game until you see how they play in the rest of the games right exactly but i'm glad i'm glad to have poch back on the touchline I quite like him. I quite, I know that you say that he hasn't got sauce. I think he's got sauce. He's got sauce.
1: He's got sauce. But he's got it's uh, it's not particularly tasty
0: sauce. It's got smooth sauce. <laughs> it's a lovely you know, ketchup that's been in the fridge for a long time. Yeah, old old mayo. Old mayo, outrageous. All right, final topic today because we are we are cracking on with it today. Matt Turner returns. He's gone to Nottingham Forest. He said that he loves being there because of the history. Of course, he said that. Um, Matt, are Arsenal going to target Matt Turner tomorrow? I mean, we've seen him with a ball at his feet. Um, we've seen him looking like a, a deer caught in headlights. He hasn't played with not in a forest at all. He's going to go straight in, and he's going to be playing against all his teammates uh, who are probably judging him for where he's gone. What's this going to be like for Turner tomorrow? Is he going to have a masterclass, or could it be a bit of a... Ugh. You know, you know who this is right for. If you get this right, I'll be really
1: impressed. Who's this right for? What 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 what's the Arsenal player who is key?
0: What who's
1: like who's key 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 to key to unlocking Matt Turner's nervousness?
0: Uh, I don't know. Oh, Ben White. No
1: what the fuck has Ben White got to do he's with gonna, it? He's gonna Eddie Inketia. Eddie Nketiah. Have you have you seen how many times Eddie Ketier has nicked a ball off a goalkeeper? Yeah, really? true. He does it about. Yeah. Three, he gets about three goals a season just like rebounding off him, off the keeper. This is Eddie's moment. Come he's on, like, Eddie. Are you on Eddie? You, we predicted the big boy. Some we we predicted Kai Havertz, or you predicted it, and I um, have borrowed that equity. But this is Eddie's game. This is Eddie like a fucking rash all over Matt Turner and uh, putting him under
0: real pressure at the back. Going to be like a Jack Russell out there. I think Kai Havertz is probably going to start. Hmm. I think he'll probably start. We'll see. Start as we'll the, see.
1: Yeah, I think th- I he wants think he to will. keep, I think he wants to keep uh, Eddie motivated. I think, I think he might, I think he's going well, he to start sh- interesting. What I think are he your got- predictions
0: for the score? You weren't, you weren't about yesterday. 2-1. Um, I think it's going to be tight. I it's think it's gonna be three 0 think... Arsenal. I think it's gonna be three 0 It's Arsenal. It's exciting. What are you doing for um, Premier League Arsenal Eve? You doing anything special? You look like you're in a. You, that's not your house. Where, Where are I? you?
1: I'm in a friend's. Got a, I'm in Vermont, um, which is nice. It's on a lake, so we're gonna go out on like a little boat today, and then uh, tomorrow morning be up early, watch the game, and uh, and yeah, all good. Will you be on the whistle tomorrow, Matt? Oh, of course. Would I wouldn't miss that for the world. I'll be right back here. I'll leave everyone else doing what they've got to do. And um, I'm excited. I'm really excited.
0: I'm excited too. And remember, if you like these podcasts, um, we do an On The Whistle. You go to YouTube, search the Arsenal opinion, subscribe, and you'll get a little message and you get that podcast live injected into your eyes and ears. We've also got a Patreon. You go to patreon.com forward slash the Arsenal opinion. £3.50 a month and you can be part of a club uh, which is incredibly in- exclusive and I think that the more people we get in that club this season, the more likely we are to win the Premier League. Don't tell the Advertising Standards Association that I said that. Um, Matt, I'm excited. Um, I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm going to be so fresh for tomorrow. I cannot wait for this. And uh, to everybody listening, we're looking forward to seeing you. Uh, I guess on that note, we will say ciao for now. Ciao for now. From YouTube.
1: Podcast Network.